Well, hello and welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. This show is all about helping you deliver e-commerce. Wow, yes it is. Now I'm super excited with today's guest who is Adam Schaefer, who's from Phelps United LL. Uh, and we're gonna be chatting about how to decide if Amazon is right for you and your business. Yes, we are. We're gonna get into Amazon and all of those things to do with Amazon. But before we do that, Adam, one of the things I love to do is give a shout out to uh, past guests and episodes on the show. And given that we're talking about Amazon today, I thought it would be great to mention John Tilly's podcast, uh, asking if Amazon is right for your business. And also Chelsea Cohen on Inventory Management 101, how to leverage the power of Amazon. And I don't know how you pronounce inventory or inventory, whatever it is, it's totally fine and it's all acceptable here. Uh, now this episode is brought to you by the e-commerce cohort, which helps you deliver e-commerce well to your customers. Uh, the e-commerce cohort is a monthly uh, membership. It's like a lightweight membership group with guided monthly sprints that cycle through all the key areas of e-commerce. The sole purpose of which is to give you some clear and actionable jobs to be done so you'll know what to work on and have the support to get it done. So whether you're starting out in e-commerce or whether like me, you've been around a little while, uh, I encourage you to check out ecommercecohort.com or email me at matt at ecommercepodcast.net with any questions because we are super proud of it. And then finally, the last thing to say is make sure you stick around to the end as I'll let you know what the insider's question is going to be and how you can get free access if you don't already have it. Whew. That's the intro done. Uh, let's talk about our guest. Adam is, uh, well, he's an absolute legend to be here. Uh, it's great, actually, Adam, that you're here, but you are a technology pioneer. Uh, you have, <laughs> it says here, you have found success helping Amazon sellers through your company's proprietary technology services and distribution platform. Ultimately, this has helped clients navigate the most complex waters of the largest e-commerce site in the world, i.e. Amazon. Uh, Adam is also a pioneer in direct marketing and digital e-commerce technology products and solutions to both consumer and commercial markets. And if that's not enough, if he actually gets any free time, uh, he you will find it spending it with his wife and beautiful daughters. So Adam, thank you for joining me. It's great to have you. Great to have you on the show. Uh, you look like you're in very sunny climates there, sir. Oh, yes, I am. Matt, first of all, thank you for having me on your show. I love your show and I love what you do for the community. So thank you for making this happen. We really uh Thank you, sir. This, this is let's just share the love. Let's just share that love out. Uh, <laughs> share that love, right? And, and I am in I am in sunny Miami, Florida. So the weather is super hot. I'm in the shade, thank God. But yeah. uh, it's pretty warm down here. But I love being outside. I love being with nature. So when I'm home and I'm not traveling, I kind of set up the office out here. And if there's a hurricane, I do go inside. But yeah. I also have children, <laughs> and it makes it a little more difficult. Yeah, so that's your only criteria. Is there a hurricane? No. Well, I'm outside then. Uh, it's just the way it's going to no, be. I'm outside. Well, yeah, there are some giant iguanas that make you think twice about being out here. But. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can absolutely imagine. It's. Um, I mean, I'd be the same way, to be fair. If I lived in a sunny climate, I'd be out a lot more than I am uh, when I'm in the UK, that's for sure. Uh, Adam, Phelps United. 
the company that you're involved with. What it, does it do? Let's let's start there. How, what what is yeah, sure. Phelps United? Well, well, deep down we're a third party seller, but big picture is we're an e-commerce brand accelerator. So we're an agency that helps brand brands navigate and grow on a very complicated but potentially lucrative channel, which is the Amazon channel, and also the other marketplaces. But Amazon is really by far the biggest. We're talking about of $620 billion of merchandise gets sold through Amazon uh, in the US per year. Wow. And you know that's just monstrous. And yeah. when you talk to brands, in many cases, it's by far their number one channel. It used to not be that way. It's evolved quickly over the years, but it continues to grow. And it's a place where you could make it or you can really tarnish your brand after all the years that you've been developing your brand to come to Amazon to find others selling your products, maybe counterfeits in your products, products uh, that you've been trying to sell through other channels appear now mysteriously on Amazon at prices that are unheard of. And so it could be a great channel or it could really be scary. So we're here to help take the scariness out for brands and help them grow and protect their brand on Amazon. Which uh, it, it sounds like a bit of a task on its own, right? Just doing that, right? And so, I mean, we were talking before we hit the record button. Um, you said Amazon, it, it can be your best friend and it can be your worst nightmare. Do you know what I mean? Your, your, your worst enemy. Um, and so, I mean, let's deal with that first. Amazon, is it a friend or is it a foe? Is it both? And, and, and what have, I guess, what have you learned from dealing with Amazon on that basis? Well, it takes a while to be able, be able to understand how Amazon works. If you're your first time trying to sell on Amazon, so many things can happen that you'd say, how in the world could that happen? How could my products that I just shipped to Amazon and put in their warehouse for them to ship to the customers have vanished? They're gone. Or how could my listing have been taken off of Amazon? I have my products up at Amazon. I spent money to have it there and I can't even sell it now. So, so many things could happen because you might not have set something up right or you might not have packaged something right. Mm -hmm. And so you need to be really good at everything on Amazon if you want to succeed because A, the rules do change from time to time and it's not like these big announcements come out. You kind of have to walk your way and figure it out and you have to be on the platform every day to figure it out. Yeah. And, and the other is it's incredibly competitive. So there are so many sellers. Let's try and put that to size. So I said there's say $620 million of merchandise that gets sold through Amazon. Of that 610, about 35% of that is Amazon buying from a manufacturer or the brand and selling it on the Amazon marketplace. Okay. So they're like a retailer in that sense. They buy from a, a brand and they send them POs and they buy the stuff and sell it and make a markup. And they charge you some other fees along the way. But then the other 65%, which is really where people don't get it. They're like 65% of the merchandise that gets sold on Amazon isn't from Amazon. No, it's not. It's from third parties. There's about two and a half million third parties on Amazon selling wow. either their own brands or they're selling other people's brands. We sell other people's brands in conjunction in cooperation with the brand itself. So instead of them selling it to Amazon, 
we have two models. One is that we'll buy it and sell it for them, but we don't want to compete with Amazon. So we don't want to be buying and selling the same stuff Amazon is. Um, you, you'll lose every, every time. <laughs> or exactly. we, we, do it, we do it as a service where it's purely an agency. So in some cases, we'll build a three store for a brand and then start helping them sell on Amazon from the product setup and the creative, which you've got to be really good at because you got to tell your brand story, your product story. You have to understand the intricacies of the category and the subcategory so you can differentiate your product from the other products that are in your subcategory. And what you're trying to do is get people to notice you, find you, buy you, and leave a great review. And leaving a great review is not the same as in your Shopify world where you send out a bunch of emails, you might incent them with some incentives to leave a better review. On Amazon, you have to be very compliant. You cannot offer them anything. You cannot mm -hmm. beg them to leave a great review. You have to say, you know, please leave a review. Whatever you choose to put is great with us. Something like that. So there's compliant words that you use yeah. that Amazon allows reviews or not use. And if you use the wrong words, Amazon could easily just take you off the platform. So we help these brands with their Amazon strategy first and foremost. Should they be selling it through their own 3P store, through our 3P store? Should we be having an agency model for them? Is that better? Or is it better for us to buy and sell it? One thing is we do a quick analysis of the marketplace and find out is somebody already selling their stuff on the marketplace? And so many times the manufacturer is shocked to find tens or twenties or thirties sellers selling their products on Amazon, putting up their own content, having the wrong content up there, not telling the right story about the product, not helping it get good reviews and selling it well below what they prefer the street to be selling it for. Yeah. So it winds up hurting their relationships with their regular retailers. And so we help clean that marketplace up for them. We try to help them call these non-authorized sellers off. We have a brand protection practice that helps identify sellers and work with the manufacturer, wholesalers, and the sellers to get them to either comply or get off the marketplace. And we work on making sure that that content is just awesome and tells a great story. But then there's the logistics part of it. It's how many do I need at Amazon? Because you want to ship your stuff to Amazon most of the time because the freight rates from Amazon to the consumer is so much cheaper and it's usually faster. So when your products are sitting at Amazon, you're in prime status. So your products will say prime on it and you're supposed to get it in two days, sometimes one day. Um, when you ship it from your own warehouse, uh, it could take a while and the dating is further out. And you'll see that when you ship something prime, you get to sell probably 30 to 70% more depending on the category you're in and what the other sellers are doing. Wow. So you really do want to be prime. The one benefit that we also bring to the table as a seller is that because we've been doing this for a long time and we have a very good reputation on Amazon, we have a medallion called Seller Fulfilled Prime. And Seller Fulfilled Prime allows us to sell things from our warehouse, which we have one in California, but it could be listed as Prime on Amazon. So even though it's not shipping from Amazon, 
we could still have a brand's product listed as prime mm-hmm. and shipping in two days. Now we have to be spot on and make sure that we ship that product and it gets there in two days. It costs a little bit more, but it's a great backup strategy to have because it's not always the fastest and easiest thing to get your products to Amazon and in stock at Amazon. It could take mm. two weeks, four weeks. I've seen eight weeks. I've seen when you ship a hundred up, only 50 make it and 50 vanish and you have to put in a case, but you need to wait three months before you put in your case. So you need a backup strategy and we are kind of a hybrid in what we, you know, we, we kind of recommend to our partners. And that is we'll ship a bunch of stuff to Amazon for you, but we're going to keep some here as a backup because if we run out or if it doesn't get up there fast enough, we're always shipping from a warehouse. So the second it's in stock in our warehouse, it's prime. From there, we're shipping stuff up to Amazon and getting it there and benefiting from the freight. Well, there's a lot there, Adam. Uh, so let's dig into some of those things uh, if we can. Um, let's start uh, where you ended actually with the fulfillment and this seller fulfillment prime, which I've noticed actually here in the UK as well, I've seen it, uh, where you order things on uh, with prime and it actually doesn't come from Amazon, it comes direct from the, the manufacturer. Yeah, and you'll see, you'll see Matt, Matt it's, gonna grow, it's gonna grow in the UK because the UK, the logistics is much more predictable because you could ship things very easily there one in two days. It, it's just a, the, the beast of UK, most logistics that you use can get to places in two days. Where in the US, it's not like that at all. You're talking California yeah. and New York could take seven days, UPS. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, America's obviously a much bigger uh, landmass, isn't it, than the UK? And so uh, I've, I think I've been slightly spoiled, uh, Adam, if I'm honest with you. You're living in the UK, you order stuff, it usually arrives the next day. And when it doesn't, you're kind of like a little bit miffed now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so. Do you think, right, because it, there seems to have been this pattern, doesn't it, where you sell stuff on Amazon and Amazon encouraged you to use Prime. Then they had, it seemed like a whole bunch of issues during lockdown with their warehouses. Um, I don't know if this is why they've come up with, um, what was it, seller fulfilled Prime uh, to kind of mitigate some of these problems they were having with their warehouses. But d- do you see in the States, the shipping companies like UPS, FedEx, uh, US Postal Service, are they catching up with Amazon, who seem to have shot ahead in terms of the speed and accuracy of deliveries? Um, I think they all have warts. I think even Amazon was busting at the seams um, because the logistics in general uh, in the US and, and, and the world, uh, you, you know, really, really hit its high point and didn't have the people and the transport to make it all happen. I, I think it's gotten a little bit better, but I still see, you know, when you order things from FBA, you'll get a delay message from Amazon. It's going to take an extra day to get to you. We're mm-hmm. really sorry. I think that FedEx doesn't make, you know, the grade all the time. I think UPS, I think they all have their issues. And the beauty of shipping it through Amazon is that if you ship it through Amazon, Amazon takes the responsibility for it. And also their rates are just cheaper. I don't mm-hmm. care what your volume is as a solo using FedEx or UPS, you cannot get Amazon rates. So even though we moan and cry about every penny we have to pay them, their rates are still better. And they'll take the responsibility. If that product for somehow for some reason, one of the Amazon trucks don't make it to your house in time and it goes to the next day, the, the burden goes on to Amazon. It doesn't affect your ratings. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're all always worried about is 
will it affect our score ratings? Will it affect our product review ratings? Sometimes you get a product review rating because the UPS guy dropped it in the mud. I mean, that's not fair. The product's fine. The yeah, guy yeah, dropped yeah. it in the mud. So yeah. then you got to you got to set it, you know, file a case to get that sorted out because you don't want any blemish on any of your stores or on your product. So uh, Amazon um, is good about at least um, being being the, the main culprit when there's an issue. So we kind of like that. Um, it, again, we'd like it if they would ship everything, but it's impossible to get everything to them in stock all the time because mm -hmm. there's the logistics issues of products coming into the US because so much of this stuff, whether it's British product or it's American product is being made in China or offshore mm -hmm. somewhere, and it's got to come in and be assembled or maybe it's assembled already, and then it's got to go up to Amazon. So you got the time in, time off, time to your facility where you're going to organize it, and then you got to get it up to Amazon. And depending on your store and your velocity in certain sizes, Amazon doesn't allow you the space that they used to. So they're going to cull your space down. And so if you're selling very large products, which, you know, shipping large things is never a lot of fun, but there's definitely some demand for large products. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you ship it up to Amazon and Amazon will say, well, you can only have 200 of those, but it's going to be holiday. I'm going to sell a thousand of them. I, I, I don't want to send you a hundred or 200. Well, you know, we're only allowing you this much, man. And then when you grow, we'll start itching it up a little bit more. And, and so Amazon is very careful about the space they provide. And it can yeah, be for so small things too. You, you're selling high velocity products and they're not going to give you enough for tens of thousands. They'll give yeah. you for a thousand. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because uh, again, this is something that I've noticed over lockdown is Amazon's sort of closing in on the amount of space you can take in their warehouse. Um, maybe it happened before COVID. Maybe it was just part of the thing that I noticed during that time. Uh, well, during I mean, COVID, for sure, it, it happened for sure. Yeah, yeah, which is fascinating, isn't it? And so I think the lock, lockdown changed a lot of the rules for a lot of people and Amazon in, included, and we're all sort of playing catch up still, even though I feel like we're through the other side of it maybe now. Um, so that's sort of, I mean, so logistics wise, if I'm selling on Amazon, I need to think about FBA, I need to think about Prime, I need to get stuff into Amazon, but I need a solution which says actually, be aware that this is not going to be the ideal solution all of the time. You're not going to be able to make that work. So you need a plan B to work alongside Absolutely. your plan A. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. Positively, you should always have a plan B because things happen along the way. And you might make that timing to Amazon, but they might misplace your products. And it happens. And you put a case in and it, it could take a while for them to solve it or they just don't solve it. And then they'll reimburse you for the products that they lose. But what do you do during that three month period? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Do you think um, do you think the demand then from third party sellers? Uh, so let's say I, you know I, I have a brand I, I sell supplements, um, and I decide to sell them on Amazon. Are more and more people now trying to get on the Amazon platform? Um, and is that Absolutely. why it kind of feels like Amazon are tightening up all these sort of rules all over the place? Well, I think the space rules are because people wound up, when they started, it was, give us all your stuff. We, we want to be your 3P now. We want to be your, you know, your partner where you, you, you know, keep all your products because if we have your products, then you can't sell them on other channels. 
and that's changed radically. So now they're send us what you you know what, what you're going to sell. We want to turn this a bit faster because we have limited space. They over they overbuilt space, believe it or not, but they're going to cull that back down. They don't need all the space they built. They don't even have enough employees for that. So they're basically you know I think they they, they built 13 extra humongo warehouses in the U.S. that they're not going to open, and uh, they don't have the people for it, and right. they don't need that space. So they're trying to live within a more rational amount of space, which is still huge by any aspect. And they just are being very careful by how much you're allowed to put in there. Because if you put stuff that doesn't sell and they can't get in other products that sell, then they lose. And and so it, it's just something that has to be measured on a daily, weekly basis. And you need to always be shifting product up to Amazon and don't run out of stock. You definitely don't want to be overstocked, right? You know, nobody wants to have too much inventory and not turning it enough. But if you work your, your heart out with all these competitors to get somewhere on the ranking that, you know, the BSR to you know, say you're in the top 50 or the top 100, or the top 20, you don't want to be out of stock on your product and all of a sudden lose all that ground. You spent X dollars on advertising, X dollars on your creative, and you've been making a great name for your brand and all of a sudden you're gone. Because if it's not in stock, you can't sell it on Amazon mm. um, to, to a certain aspect. They're starting to show some products that are on their way to Amazon as available to buy with far out. Uh, okay. That's a fairly new concept. Yeah, but you got to be in stock while. to sell it for the most part. Yep. Yeah. No, that's a top tip, actually. And, and inventory management or stock management becomes actually one of the crucial factors, doesn't it, to long-term success on, on the Amazon platform. Yes, for sure. And I think you mentioned somebody's name earlier that does the inventory, um, has an inventory software program. Uh, Chelsea, is that? That's it? right. Chelsea Cohen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she has a great program. I mean, so she, she's so focused on Amazon and she knows all the nits and, and her, her software really does address all this. I do. I, we don't use it, but I'm a fan of it. I've looked at it a lot and it, yeah, it's yeah. only for, for, for internal reasons we haven't adopted it, but we love it. Sure. That's great. Well, I'm sure Chelsea would love that little plug. Um, Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> so back to your formula. Uh, I don't know if you realize you gave me a formula, but I wrote it down as a formula, Adam. And uh, basically it was this. You've got to be uh, found. Then you've got to be noticed. People have then got to buy from you and then they're going to leave a review. Right. These are sort of the key things that you kind of have to think about. And it's a very clear journey in my head. And obviously, We've talked about shipping and logistics and getting the product to them. Um, how do you get found on Amazon? Because if there are 2.3 million third-party sellers all competing for the same rankings, you know, Amazon feels more and more like its own search engine. Uh, it's more and more taking the principles. It seems to me to be like, I've got to think about paid media on Amazon. It can't just be a case of I put it up and they come anymore. How do we, is that right? How do we get found? What are some of the strategies that we need to think about there? Well, you, you know, you hit a bunch. I mean, it's not a freebie, that's for sure. Um, you, you know, unless you have a brand that's offline, you know, off Amazon that everybody wants and they go to Amazon because they're shopping for it and one day you appear, that's a different story. But if you're, a, you know, a fairly new brand or new to Amazon and not everybody knows you, who you are, you got to, figure out how to get people to find you and trust you enough so that they buy the product. Now they mm. trust buying on Amazon because they know they can return it, but do they want to spend the time investing in your product and then maybe it doesn't work for them and they have to return it and you're paying the net. So 
basically start with the content and the content is you have a limited amount of real estate on Amazon to tell your story and you got to tell a great story and you have to make sure that you answer and address as many potential questions that you're going to get. So the first thing I would do is study everybody else in my category that's selling similar products and find out, hey, what are they talking about? What are the reviews that they're getting? And what are the complaints or the attaboys that they're getting for their products? And I would make sure that I'm incorporating that in my explanation because if something doesn't work when you do X, Y, or Z, let's say I'm gonna go to the UK and I need the thing that takes the power and steps it down from 220 to 110 so I don't blow up my hairdryer. Well, you can buy these things on Amazon and they're really important, but they don't work with every product. And what I found is that the really good guys that are selling this on Amazon know they put a big X, although that sounds counterintuitive to marketing, but they say, does not work with these things. Don't mm. plug that hairdryer in this or you will have no hairdryer. And that's cool. Like it's, it's not scary. It's preventing me from buying it. But if I bought it and I blew up my hairdryer, they're going to get a horrible review. So exactly. you got to be really truthful and you got to tell the story that people want to hear. Does it work with this or does it not work? With this? What does this work with? What is this going to be good for? How does it work? How easy is it to set up? And the, the picture gallery and then the video, you're not allowed just one video. You can put a couple of videos in there and tell a great story. So if you're not prepared to put a video about your product, say it's a networking product and maybe it's not just how great it is and how much bandwidth you're going to get in your house, but how easy is it for me to set up? Show me something that shows it's one, two, three, because if it's beyond one, two, three, and I need to get an installer, then I want to know that too. And so you need to show these things in video, in words, in content, and there's plenty of space to provide this content. And you'll see that if you're shopping for something and there are several competitors, you definitely look at the pictures, you look at the call outs, you look at the words, you look at what it does and doesn't do. And that's important. So start with your content. And that's the first and most important thing. The, the other is making sure you understand the keywords that people are going to be looking for when they're looking for your kind of product. Now, you might instinctively know what a bunch of them are, but you need to go take a look at what your competitors are doing and what they're spending their money on and what keywords they're using in their description of their products so that they get found in the Amazon search engine. And there's plenty of software, you know, like Helium 10 and Jungle Scout and others that go out there and they help you figure this out. And um, it, I, you don't really need to be a rocket scientist to use the software. I mean, I used it and I'm definitely not a rocket scientist. <laughs> I figured it out. And, and so I think the common person can figure it out, but if not, there's places you can go to help you and we're one place that would help you. But it's something that you need to know. You need to know hmm. how do I organize the words to tell the story and use the right keywords. So when people look me up, they find it. And then there's the advertising and you could set these automated campaigns or you can work with a company like ours or other ad agencies out there that can help create a, you know, a campaign for you. There's, you know, products, very product specific, brand specific. It, it's funny. I always go back to technology because I know it the best because I grew up in there, but you know, there's a brand called Epson. They make, they make uh, a bunch of things, printers and yeah, yeah. projectors, but they make, they make a label printer that, you know, you print, you, you go to somebody's store and you buy something and the receipt comes out. So like a receipt printer. And it's the number one printer in the category. Um, 
Duprenson, Epson, Receipt Printer, and five brands come out before you ever get to Epson's listing because Epson's not spending any time thinking about Amazon that way. They're off somewhere else and they don't have really a solid Amazon strategy. But all these brands, brands you've never heard of, uh, are there using their keywords and they're using the words. And it's the same, you know, you would do this on Google too, but people are doing it on Amazon and really getting to display their products well ahead. Um, so in, in addition to brand and product, there's videos that you do on Amazon. Mm. So when somebody punches in the search term on the results page, there's a cool little video in the middle of the page. And it's not like blaring, it's just movement. And you can turn it on and listen to it, but it's not loud at the beginning, but it definitely catches your eye. And I always look at those because it's teaching me about the product. And anything that's going to show me how the product works or how it gets used, I want to know because I want to make sure I'm buying the right thing. So that video advertising has become high conversion rate and very important. But for new products, you also should be doing off Amazon advertising, which is not the highest conversion, mm -hmm. but it's definitely important. So I would still go back to Google and Yahoo and my affiliates and I'd be advertising and pointing them to my um, products on Amazon. Because outside traffic gets a benefit from Amazon. Amazon loves anybody that brings new traffic to their website. And you also get a discount these days too. So Amazon will give you some money back or a discount off the advertising um, if you advertise off site. So although the conversion's not as high, it's a bit more affordable than it used to be. Although nothing's that affordable anymore. Yeah, no, nothing stays the same. Do. Yeah, yeah, no. Right, and and then there, then there's social media. You gotta be in it, man. Like if you have a consumer product, you gotta go find a bunch of micro influencers. That's a lot of fun. That's new hard work. You gotta go find people to talk about your product and post your product. You need to get viral. Even if you're not gonna get viral, you need to have your product seen. So when people search for it, whether it's on Amazon or on Google, something shows up mm. and that's very important. So it's not super expensive, but it's another thing. If you're new in the biz, or even if you've been in the e-commerce business, you might not be doing some of this stuff, maybe you are, but it's really important on Amazon. And so you gotta be good at all this because the others are good at all this. Some yeah. aren't, but the best of the best are good at all this. It sounds like, Adam, the way you're talking, I'm, I'm listening to you talking and you've got to have great content. You've got to think about the journey, the customer story, you know, the questions that they're asking. You've got to think about paid media. You've got to think about social media. You've got to, this is all stuff you've got to think about for e-commerce anyway. Right. So yep. it, the Amazon platform, I think, has been a bit kind of um, uh, it's kind of had the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the sort of the, the black hole reputation. It's like we, we don't get Amazon. We don't understand it. It's complex. But it sounds like the principles aren't too dissimilar from general e-commerce anyway. The same sort of things you have to think about here. You've got to think about for Amazon, right? Absolutely. I think I think it's a good discipline if you're in the Google you know, doing Google PPC and you're doing Facebook and, and you know, paid, paid social to bring that discipline to Amazon because it's, it is the same principles, but it's in their machine using their tools. And some of the tools aren't as sophisticated as you'd find out in the Google world. And, and so you have to interpret some of the stuff, some tools that are out there to help you, but um, it's still evolving, but it's evolving quickly. And it's the fastest part of Amazon's growth is their advertising. And so where you used to be able to just go on and have great content, you got to go on and spend some money now. 
And, you know, if, if you want to be at 8% of sales or 10% of sales when you're launching a product, you're going to be at 50, 60, 70% of sales, maybe more at the beginning. And when you're using micro-influencers, you got to give them product so they can review it. And, you know, that's another cost. So you got to invest. If you're not going to invest, then you might not want to do it. But I do think that having your own Shopify site um, or your own, I don't want to say just Shopify in general, uh, but your your own um, direct-to-consumer website is important because I might not want to put all my products on Amazon. I might want to have mm. an assortment of my products on Amazon and then have some of the more complicated or interesting or harder to get stuff on my own site. And I do think that although Amazon would frown on it, I think that there's definitely spillover from Amazon to your site. So where people mm -hmm. are afraid, oh, Amazon's going to kill my direct-to-consumer business, I think that there's so much traffic on Amazon. People are gonna, if they like the brand, they're gonna wanna learn more about the brand. They're gonna wanna learn more about the brand by going to the brand's website. And the brand's website should have so much more and better content and the company story and what the company cares about and all the things that consumers think about on their site. So I think that this is a compliment and can help your direct consumer. I think there's so many who say, oh man, it's gonna kill my direct consumer. But I think not. I think that as long as you can control your pricing and make sure that there's not a bunch of other sellers lowering your price of the ground and you have fair pricing on both, it might say fair, consistent pricing with both, yeah. you're going to wind up getting huge leap over. That's interesting. It's an interesting idea where you talk about um, uh, selling stuff on Amazon that's not on your website or selling stuff on your website that's not on Amazon to create this crossover. You used to not be able to do that. There was a rule that Amazon said is you had to be in parity with your mm -hmm. your consumer website. And that, that rule is gone. And since that rule is gone, I see many brands that have a full assortment, some of the harder to get stuff, odd lot stuff, specialty stuff on theirs, and they have the standard fare on Amazon. That's you know, really if you're in fast fashion, you might not want it to be on Amazon. You might want mm. it to be, here's my 15 or 20 core SKUs, and then I have my 70 or 100 SKUs on my site. and you know, if something becomes a core skew, I put it on Amazon. If yeah. something is old and I want to move it through, maybe I put it on Amazon. But there's, there's like a, um, uh, what's the name of this company? They, it's called Specs. I wish we sold it. But Specs, um, they make these fidget toys. And you say, what's a fidget toy? Like kids, adults play with them in their hands, their magnets, their little mm -hmm. balls. And we saw this and my kids wanted it. Like, I got to add this thing. And I go to Amazon. And they don't have the one that they want. The one that they want is on the spec side only. They, you know, Amazon has the assortment, but not the cool one that the kids want that's really on right. the net. And right. obviously a strategy that they didn't want it on Amazon. Maybe next year will be on Amazon, but not the first year. That's really And I'm not saying that works for everything, but that that's an interesting concept for these people that want major distribution. Mm but don't also want to over distribute new, yeah, yeah. you know. It's you know, something to product. test, isn't it? It's something to go, actually, it doesn't have to be this straightforward, everything has to be on Amazon. There's things that we can test here. Um, what works for Amazon, what works for our website, and let's make that work. Um, one of the things that you mentioned, which I was fascinated by, is this idea of using, say, Google Ads or Facebook Ads to send traffic to your Amazon page versus sending it to your Shopify site or whatever e-commerce platform you use. Um, why would I 
At first glance, Adam, uh, I'm, and I'm just playing sort of uh, the crazy advocate here in, in one sense. At first glance, if I'm going to send someone who's ready to buy, I, I'm surely going to want them to go to my website versus Amazon because my margin is greater over here. Or, or is there other stuff here that I need to think there's about? Other, there's, other, there's other stuff. So, so with Google, and I shouldn't say Google, but I think it's with most advertising off Amazon. Amazon will give you 8 or 10% back. So you're going to get it. You're going to get a rebate. So think about it. You're probably paying Amazon a commission of at the lowest eight at the highest. I think it's over 20, but let's say on average, it's 15 to 17. So you're going to pay them a commission. You're going to, and that's where you lose the margin that you would have gotten on your Shopify or your direct mm -hmm. consumer site. So it's like, why would I want to give it to them when I could get it? And I own the customer, by the way, where they own the customer when it goes to mm -hmm. them. But I, I think when you have a new product on Amazon, you need to get traffic to that product and anything you could do to get that traffic to the product it, at the beginning it's a huge help because the relevance that amazon will give it will be based on the traffic and the conversion so you want to get traffic any way you can to that page on amazon mm -hmm. you might cut that google out later put it back to your site but at the beginning i would push it on amazon a bit and you could so for, you know you could still see what the conversions are from your google analytics I, I think it's definitely worth um, doing launching or getting new SKUs going. That's interesting. And, and, and you could split test it as well, I guess, as the, the, the deeper you go down yeah. the line. It's like I'll spend a thousand bucks on Google Ads and I can see on Amazon it generates me two grand in sales. And if I spend a grand over here, it generates me two and a bit grand in sales. And I can change and I can test that and see what's working for different products at different times of the season. What, what's interesting is think about the convenience level. So say, is my conversion rate on Amazon 20 times as good, you know, is it 20% mm. better than on my own site? When they come to my site, maybe they haven't bought from me yet before. So maybe they're brand new. Now they got to set up an account. Maybe they don't want to. Of course, there's probably a quick guest checkout. Do you have all the different pay methods that they want? Or they have their Amazon system set up. They click the button. They have all their addresses in there already. You know, maybe they have the firm going where they can mm -hmm. pay monthly, but they have their Amazon cards or Amazon account. It's so much easier. That's why pay, you know, pay with Amazon is a payment method you see on other sites. Because how many people are set up on Amazon? Like, you know, the majority of the universe. So maybe the U.S. universe. Mm. Uh, but in England, I'm sure plenty of people have. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. But yeah. but in but in the U.S., it's like most people do. So is it um, is it going to be that much easier? They trust Amazon. They know they can return it to Amazon. Either set up there, boom, I'm going to have a higher conversion rate, or I got to go with these new guys. Now there are plenty of new Shopify sites that I've been going to that I'm like, oh man, I wish I could just buy from Amazon. Yeah, just yeah. You know, and then, and then sometimes they're like, okay, you could get it in two days, but you do have to pay a lot more. Sometimes you'll get it in two days, but they take three days to ship it. And, and so with Amazon, it's kind of a known quantity. So I'm not saying you shouldn't want to build your own site because you want those customers, you want to own the customers, you want the relationship with the customers. But if you want to crank up a new SKU, I, I would push it to Amazon and get it going. That's top advice, top tip right there. What um, what products do you think sell quickly on Amazon? Is there are there some trends, or is is it a case of just saying I mean, every product? I mean, it's it's crazy because we look at all these sub 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 categories because it's really getting into the minutia to find out what sells. Because to be a top top twenty five on the BSR, it's it's huge volume. But we we sell. <laughs> We, we sell replacement fingernail glue. Now, 
I don't know if you use it, and I don't use it, and my kids better not use it. But kids and 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 adults, they they have uh, fake fingernails, and they glue the fingernail onto their finger. And we sell a two pack of glue that we probably sell ten thousand a month, ten thousand a month at you know five dollars and ninety nine cents. So selling things for eight nine, it's not a lot of laughs because Amazon gets there fifteen percent. Then you got to ship it to Amazon. First of all, we got to pack it with the label on, get it up to Amazon. And then, thank God it's in the small and light program. So the freight's a little bit cheaper, but you're talking, you know, you still got to pay $275 for shipping. So, mm -hmm. so how much is it? So we make a buck 30, right? So thank God we make a dollar 30. If you sell one or two a month, not a lot of fun. So 20,000, not bad, 10,000. You make some, you know, decent gross market for the month. Mm -hmm. So that's a, you know, that's in a, such an odd category. But you name it, like we sell files that you you, you clip your fingernails with, like um, it's called trim. You, you clip your, your toenails, your fingernails, three, four, five ninety nine again, and it sells like hotcakes. Uh, but what I I would recommend is anything that is something you need to replace or need to add something to. What's a very big seller that's not one of these little $5 tchotchkes would be like air filters. We, we aren't selling them, but there's a, a breadth of different brands that are selling them. And they're cool because you're selling this piece of hardware. Maybe it's a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars depending mm -hmm. on the size. But once every three months, you got to replace the filter, which is another 50 bucks. And you know, most people replace the filter when the light comes on because they don't want to have that horrible air in their house. So, that's a pretty cool idea. Anything that is re that you need to replace, like batteries or you, you know f food. Although we don't do food, but it's a little complicated, especially if it's like something needs cold storage. But you know, food obviously is a pretty big thing. Things like toothpaste that, that people are using over and over again. If you can get into those categories, um, you, you know, people need it. It's not like you can sell one and done. You can sell one every week or every month or every you know, mm -hmm. two months. And, and so the subscription business is a big deal. That's a really interesting. I mean, we've had a couple of guests on recently talking about subscription models and, um, and it, it, it and Amazon again seemed to have pioneered the way in this. The whole subscribe and save, you know, get it, get five percent off or whatever it is, you know, you, and you and we'll just send it to you on autopilot. Um, do a lot of people use that feature on Amazon? They they do because you save money from it but then there's say 60 percent or 70 percent that don't press the subscribe but they still buy it often anyway thinking oh i'll never do it again and i'll never do it again and they press it and they buy it i'm one of those guys but i have so many subscriptions i can't figure out where they all are and every card i have and they're hitting everything all the time and so i'll just buy it I'll just buy it. And then Amazon will say, you bought this 14 times already. You should really save it. You should really save money yeah. and put it on a subscription. Yeah. So, you know, I think they're great if you're going to use it. Think about coffee. We buy, I, I don't know what kind of coffee you use. I, maybe you use tea there, but I think that's a good deal. But <laughs> I, I do know Brit started drinking coffee when they put Starbucks there. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, coffee, coffee beans, people buy and they have the grinder that grinds and makes mm -hmm. the coffee. It's great. But how much of it you probably use a bag a month and so that is like off the charts go to amazon look for coffee beans and they have all local you know kind of beans and foreign beans and blah blah, blah mm -hmm. but they're all subscription yeah no it's just listen adam i 
I feel like we're just getting started, bud. Uh, so many questions on on how to do Amazon, but I'm aware of time. Uh, and uh, well, well, I, I think I think the big picture message is that it's awesome. Like, so Amazon friend or foe? You go back to your question you asked. It's like they're my friend because who in the world could have created this platform that you can go and create your own business? Like, you used to have to go down to some strip mall and rent a store and put all this money up and buy all this inventory and hope people come to your store to advertise in the local papers and do all this crazy stuff. Now, the traffic's there. If you want to create your own brand, the platform is there for you to go go make it happen. So I'm excited. Like if, if this was around when I was first getting into the biz, I would have been all over this. We had to create mm. our own customer base. Customer base is there. Now I just got to figure out how to stand out. Not easy, but it's definitely a head start. The traffic is there. So, you know, you can fail all your on your own, but you can't say it's because the people aren't there. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you, you got the, you know, you got the best store and the best block with the best amount of people trafficking. You just got to be found. So I think that they, are, they they give everybody a huge opportunity and think for, you know, the entrepreneurs, 2.5 million three P stores. Many of them have their own brands, invented their own stuff. And most of them just need a little help because they can't do it all. They're small mom and pops, or even if they're bigger than that, it's hard to scale in this business. Mm -hmm. And we help the smaller brands scale and we help the bigger brands protect and preserve their brand and grow their brand so they don't destroy a brand that's been around for a long time and get their, you know, their loyal base angry at them. So, you know, on both sides of the coin, there's so much opportunity. And for small businesses, shoot, I mean, like you're, you're doing something, it sounds like on Amazon with supplements. I mean, it's yep. well, or maybe not on Amazon yet. You're doing it on your own. Right? I, I think that if, if I could do it again, I would have come up with three or four different brands and I would have been all over this stuff. And, yeah. you know, now, thank God we're helping these brands because I grew up selling and working with brands all my life. And this is a great way of continuing that journey with helping brands not get caught in the, uh, the, the rabbit hole. Mm. No, it's, it's, I, I mean, yes, uh, we, uh, it's just worth being I'm totally honest with people. We do sell supplements on our website and we sell them on, or we are starting to sell them on Amazon. Uh, and we made the decision when we were going to sell on Amazon that we needed help uh, because, you know, we knew e-commerce. We knew the principles of Amazon, but we did need some help. And so um, I think I think that's a fair comment and uh, just reaching out to people that can help you saves you so much pain and heartache uh, in the long run is my uh, my experience here. Um, Adam, right, as you know, this show is sponsored by the e-commerce cohort, which is all about coaching and peer mentoring to deliver e-commerce well. So I want you to imagine, right, you're stood in a room full of the cohort and you've just done your, you know, your presentation, how to decide if Amazon's right for your business. And I think we probably have. Um, the crowd is going wild and you get a minute to thank those folks that have had a big impact on your life, you know, family, mentors, authors, software, podcasts, the list can be endless. Who is on your list? Who are you thanking and why? Oh my God, there's one person. His name is Peter Godfrey. He's a Brit, former Brit, uh, okay. American citizen these days. And, you know, he was the real true pioneer of direct marketing. He was one of the original Columbia Records and Tapes uh, folks. He, there was a, a series called Partworks in the, in the UK where they would create these magazines that were sold in newsstands 
And it was a series that went on for a while. He was the king of that in, in the UK, you know, back in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And um, he and a partner created a, a magazine called Mac User Magazine, which um, begat our business in the US. But they also then created a magazine called Maxim Magazine, which was a big magazine in the UK, and then came over to the US. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure you've heard of Maxim. Yeah. Um, you know, it's still around. So, you know, a true, true entrepreneur that taught me everything about direct marketing was magazines, was newsstand and subscriptions, and, and, and understanding how that game worked was a big deal. But understanding how just catalogs worked and sending catalogs and understanding direct response marketing. Um, it changed my world. Plus, he was probably, you know, the the most moral, upstanding, ethical guy I ever met. So, in a, in a world of <laughs> oh, wow. uh, just pure lunacy, this guy was uh, a plus, and he still is. So, mm -hmm. I, I still talk to him once a week. You know, he he is my my guy, and I thank him every day for giving me you know all the tools I needed to succeed. Oh wow! It, uh, he sounds like a great guy to have on the show. I mean, that's that's a big glowing oh, review. Oh my, the, this guy's done it all. He'd be great on your show. Mm. He'd be great. Oh, fantastic. Um, so Peter Godfrey. Uh, yeah, I'll Jim. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd love to talk to him. Maybe get him on the show. That'd be amazing. Oh, um, you know, his partner, Felix Dennis, was Dennis Publishing in the UK. I don't know if you follow mm. that stuff. But they did all the compu computer shopper, Mac user. And then they had some car magazines, gaming magazines. But Maxim was the big hit. And mm -hmm. they also, there was a, a book called Stuff, magazine called Stuff. And in the U.S., they had that magazine also, and ultimately sold it. But you know what a ride! That was by far the most. It was like Cosmo for guys, if you remember this. <laughs> Cosmo for guys. It's such a phenomenal way to describe it. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. No, fantastic. Uh, Adam, listen. How do people reach you? How do they connect with you if they would like to? Well, you could reach me at Adam Dot Schaefer. Hopefully, you can see this. If you don't, it's Adam dot s h a f f e r at feltsunited.com. Um, always on email. So Adam dot Schaefer at feltsunited.com. You can hit me at LinkedIn. You just look up Adam Schaefer and you'll be able to find me. I'm the only Adam with the spelling S H A F F E R. And you can go to our website anytime, feltsunited.com. It's P H E L P S united.com. That's awesome. And we will, of course, link to Adam's uh, information in the show notes as well. His LinkedIn and his email will be there. Uh, no problem at all. Um, Adam, it's been great having you on the e-commerce podcast. Really appreciate you being here uh, and sharing with your wisdom on Amazon. If you are thinking about selling on Amazon and you would like to know more, do connect with Adam. I'm sure he would love, love, love to help you. Uh, so huge thanks, Mr. Adam, for being here. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from, because we have great conversations like this with Adam every week. Yes, we do. And I really don't want you to miss any of them. So do come and join them. And in case no one has told you yet today, you, my friend, are awesome.
So thank you for being with us. Uh, oh, the thank e- you very much. Oh, I just love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, the e-commerce podcast is produced by Orion Media. You can find our entire archive of episodes on your favorite podcast app. The team that makes this show possible is Sadaf Bainon, Josh Catchpole, Estelle Robin, and Tim Johnson. Our theme song is written by me and my son, Josh. So say nice things about it. Uh, if you would like I to read... Oh, it's legend. It on my playlist, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do it, man. <laughs> uh, if you would like to read the transcripts or the show notes, head on over to our website, ecommercepodcast.net, where you can also sign up for our newsletter. Uh, and we can also be reached at the email ecommercepodcast.net. Uh, from myself, from Adam, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been great to be with you this week. Uh, until next time, bye for now. <laughs>